on today's Patriot Nation podcast. Pull up a bar stool, sit next to us. We're gonna have a just a we're just gonna shoot the breeze for a bit, talk some Patriots, talk some life, maybe, and just discuss what's going on this year, what we can look forward to next year, and you know, kind of look back at what has been over the last 20 years. So sit down, buckle up, and cue the music. Stack receivers, two to the right. Russell Wilson extends the hands he has. Pass. Wilson, quick throw. And it's We are back, and uh, man, I, I, we, Monday night. Let's just pretend that it didn't even happen. Because my God, dude, what a what a what an embarrassment! That's what I mean. And we were we were talking before the show, just what for thirty minutes, just wasting time, yeah. just talking, just catching up on life. And I, I uh, Monday was so frustrating. It was just a reality check, really. What it was, yeah. you know, like obviously down the street, you get, you got eliminated last week in Miami, but it wasn't, it was an ugly loss, but it wasn't like that. Right. Like you always had that hope. You always had the path to the playoffs. They, you know, they were like a, they were like the Patriots were like a, a a friend that always treated you bad this year, but like they do one little nice thing each week that would Uh like suck you back in and then obviously crush your dreams at the end. Right. So that's how kind of right. Like they, would they start two and five? Then they went three out of four. Then they right. smoked the charger. Like it was just all over the place, right? And then Monday night was kind of the biggest reality check, I think. Um, you can look back at obviously going into that game, the worst home loss in the Belichick era was San Francisco. That was early in right. the year, COVID, right? Like you don't see them a lot. It's that stuff can happen. You face a team like the Bills who you've dominated for 20 years, they come in and kick the living shit out of you. Right. That was like, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and it was a reality check. And, and like, Bills, it, it drained me. It drained me. It drained everybody. Everyone yeah. was just on edge and both quarterbacks stunk and everything stunk. And now it's like, I'm kind of relaxed now. It's like, okay. All right. Like, let's just attack this off season one at a time. We're over it. This season was a wash. You know, let, right. let's, let's get back on road. No, and the Bills reveled in it, man. They've been waiting 20 years for that. They've been waiting 20 years for that, and it was, it was, you know, because look, six times, six times before they had beaten the Patriots. Six times. That's including this year. So five times before this year they had beaten the Patriots. And, I think, those and times, I think two of them, oh, I was going to say, week 17s, right? Like, yeah, there was, a, there was a week 17 where Brady played like a quarter and then sat the rest of the game and they lost. There was... A week four game that Jacoby Brissett started and couldn't even hold a football because his thumb, he went on IR the next day, but he was the only guy. So they literally, that's all they had. Um, so they lost that game. And then you had the 31 to nothing blowout, uh, you know, in 03. So there are games that, you know, and there was like some fluky games. Brady threw like four interceptions one time in Buffalo, like some weird games. That was 09, maybe? It might have been 09. It was just like, there's just there was just weird games in there where they were just like, there were games that they should have never lost and they lost and they played like crap. But then you also had the games like the, the opening night on 09 on a Monday night when the Patriots scored, uh, scored a touchdown, Ben Watson, and then Leotis McKelvin fumbled the kickoff. And then they threw another touchdown pass to Ben Watson in the red, with like, in the red jerseys. Like, in the red jerseys. And it was like impossible for the Patriots to have won that game and the Bills to have lost that game. And so, therefore, of course, the Patriots won and the Bills lost. And it was just like, that's what the Bills have been for the last 20 years. And the Patriots just, you know, it's it was a lot of pent-up energy for the Bills. And I'm sure, as a Bills fan, that's like the best night of, of the last 20 years for you because, like, you've been waiting forever to just step on the throat of the Patriots. And the the, the one image that I can't get out of my brain is Stephon Diggs running – 
you know, giving the peace sign or pointing at him or whatever he's doing. And you just like, well, then you can do, what are you going to do? Like they, they're just better. And there's just, there's nothing we can do about it. And, you know, that's some of the frustration that the bills and the dolphins and the jets have had for the last 20 years. And now we're sitting in it, you know, and, uh, and it sucks, but here we are, you know, it's just the way it goes. Yeah, no, I, and that, and I know we talked last week and you, and I, I'm interested to hear if you, if your take changed. Because I had said this this operation, and I'm sticking by it, I think they're three to five years away, Pat, from yeah. being a legit contender inside the AFC, right? I think they should improve next year just because I don't think your offense can get much worse than this. I also yeah. would be surprised if this is the only kind of – if this is rock bottom, things could go south uh, next year at times, right? But – I, I think ultimately they'll be a better team next year. I just don't see them being a full-on contender to push for the AFC East for at least another three to five years. I, it's a, they have a lot of holes. Wide receiver, that's not getting fixed overnight. Quarterback, maybe you go get a veteran guy who can kind of bridge you into the new guy, right. but that takes a while, especially how complex our system is, right? Defense, linebacker, you have a lot of holes. Like They're running linebackers out there, Pat, that like I, I have no idea who they are. Like, no one. Like, they're so banged up. Gilmore, yeah. Jackson doesn't look like he's ready for it to be a number one quarter. Like, there's so many questions that just aren't being fixed in one, two years, I don't think, at least. Well, it's interesting because, you know, you look at what they've done in the past, right? 2000, they went 5-11, and 11, and it looked like a terrible team. 2001, they won the Super Bowl. You know what I mean? 02, they finish, you know, what, 9-7, and seven, and they had just won a Super Bowl, and they played like crap all year long. They went back-to-back Super Bowls. Like, you know... I'm not saying that that's going to happen, right? And, and and on the other side of it, with the Bills, and I think the Bills have a good coach, and so I think that you know when you have a good coach, you have a good quarterback. I think you're 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 pretty good. You're pretty set for a while. But look around the NFL, man. Like it's hard to maintain consistency over a over a long period of time. Josh Allen had a great year this year. He probably deserves MVP to be honest with you. But you know that doesn't mean he's going to play that well next year. Maybe he will but it doesn't mean that he's going to. And so you just don't know from year to year. Is two with a guy? I don't know. Like, I don't know. You know, so that's the stuff where it's like, okay, yeah, right now, you're looking at it right now today, it's a lot of holes, and the Bills are really good, and the Dolphins are better than you too. I don't want to harp on it too much, but, bro, how bad, how bad are their quarterbacks? Oh, my God. This so, is what we deserve. We get 20 years of Tom Brady. Yeah. We deserve this. Sorry, any Patriot. Like, I was sold on Stidham. I don't think he's it. Cam Newton threw 10 passes in, in the 2020 NFL where guys are throwing. Four. Yeah. Justin Herbert's throwing like 50. He's, he's like 55 attempts a game. You threw 10 passes. And I I'm, know, I know some of it has to do with the personnel around you. I get it, man. Like, they. Right. They can't get separation. They're so limited from a route tree perspective. Their receivers, they can't efficiently move the ball. They have tight ends who are useless. Wide receivers, they have one wide receiver that that it can play in this league consistently, and that's Jacoby Myers. We think. I think he can. I think a lot of people right. can. Looks like it, yeah. So I, I understand that aspect of it, and I think if you do improve that, which they will this year with the money in the draft that we'll get into, right? they will get better offensively because they can't get much worse. But how? Oh, my God, dude. Like Listen. It, it, Oh my God, it was Cam, so bad. So Cam threw for 34 yards on Monday night. It's the least amount of passing yards by a Patriots starter. I think I think it's like a Patriots starter that played through the half or something because like Brady technically started in 09 or whatever, you know, like either way, right? It, it's the least amount of passing yards for a Patriots starter since Scott Seacules, who I, I'm going to tell you a Scott Seacules story in a minute, but Scott Seacules in, and I, believe it was 1993 Sounds uh, like a target a, manager no no offense nah, I'm not sure so scott sequels I, I don't know if it, um i don't know who it was against to be honest with you 13 passing yards he 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 finished the game with 13 passing yards so i want to bring you back to 1993 i was 9 years old going to my first ever patriots game against the houston oilers First ever patriots game so excited to go drew Bledsoe, number one quarterback they just drafted him and I'm like, I can't wait. And so we've been talking about, like, okay, Drew's in. Like, this is great. This is amazing. Like, I'm so excited to see him. 
And all week, they had kind of gone back and forth. Is Drew healthy? Is he not healthy? Is he healthy? Is he not? Sunday comes. He's inactive. Scott Seacules was the starter against Warren Moon, and they got absolutely annihilated by the Houston Oilers. And it was just like nine-year-old me going to my first ever home Patriots game, and I'm like, I'm going to see the brand-new number one. Nope, Scott freaking Seacules. So that guy, man... And listen, I'm sure he's a really nice guy, but I freaking hate Scott Seacles because he just ruined it. You know what I mean? And and like it relates too. And that's the thing with Cam. And it's like, it's aggravating. Pat's Twitter, whatever you want to call it, is so divided, right? Like you have the Stidham fans, you have the Cam fans, you have the let's blow this up, which I think everybody's kind of in the middle there. It's like, I see these tweets, they, they, tweet out his his uh right his or show his schedule in the morning right wakes up at 420 and crazy right like that's what it takes to be great that's dedication that's what a leader does i have never ever 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 complained about cam newton as a person cam newton as a leader cam newton how he carries himself if you want to like anybody listening if you want to see what a true professional looks like it is cam newton like he has been unbelievable here, man. Like yeah. I can't it, owned like, up to everything. Yeah. Like the scapegoat, the bashed consistently, handled the media so well, so thankful, so charming, right? He's just not good. Right. right. And like it's true. When you're a fan, when you invest a lot of money in the team, you want to win. That's anybody. That's why we're fans. That's why they're players. I don't want him back next year. Not because of the person he is, not because right. of the way he handled himself, not because of anything. It's he doesn't have it anymore, Pat. It, it's clear he's 100%. had a great career, in my opinion, a Hall of Famer, a Hall of Famer. He changed the way, if not a lot of awfully close. Argue, yeah, off, most passing. Yeah. Uh, what's he? The only one with what's it? Yeah, he's got like 50,000 yards and 40,000, yeah, 50,000 passing something yards. foolish like that. Yeah, probably yeah. At, at right now, obviously, Mahomes and all them, the best black quarterback ever. Pave the way for for these young guys to come in, be dual right. threats, an icon. He he's washed up. It happens. It happens to everybody. I don't want him back for that reason, but I will forever be thankful for the way he handled himself in a year that was just so weird from the beginning. One hundred percent. Like yeah. he handled it so well. Well, you know what's funny is that, and I talked to my dad about this, and and you know it's it's basically like he was the he's the exact opposite of what my father and I expected, which is. We expected a great player on the field and a diva off the field, a guy that, you know, was, you know, whatever, all about himself and all about me and everything else. And what we got was, like you said, I mean, you you put it perfectly, just the the consummate pro. I mean, just, uh, just a, a wonderful guy. I mean, one of the really honestly, one of like the nicest people. And again, we don't know, right? We just see him on the media, but like the way he's treated the media, the way he's handled everything, he's been so professional. He's been so over the top, like grateful and appreciative. And not just that, never taking, never, never praising himself, never, even after a good game, never praising himself and always taking all the blame, which is exactly what you need and want from your leader. Like you can see why he's such a beloved player in the locker rooms by guys. And so, but, which is great. But like you said, he stinks on the field, right? He's the exact opposite of what I thought we were getting. And it's changed my view of him as a person, which is great. And, you know, and that's good, I think, right? In the grand scheme of things. But at the end of the day, he's, I don't want him back as a quarterback for the same reason you do, because he's just not good enough, right? He can't throw the ball. The Patriots are running a 1940s offense. Like they're running every time. And maybe Cam gives them a better chance to win because he can run the ball more effectively. But listen, we can talk about the weapons all we want, okay? What did the weapons look like last year? I mean, Brady at Edelman, that was it. Other than that, you got the same weapons that you had last year. Brady threw for what, 3,300 yards and 25 touchdowns? 4,000. 4,000, okay. 4,000 yards and 25 touchdowns. So now, so like, wait a second. We're talking about, you know, we have multiple games. I think four games where you haven't scored a touchdown this year. You got, you know, four or five or maybe even going on six games now where Cam has thrown for under 100 yards passing. Like, it just gets to a point where we're like, what are we doing here? Like, what is going on? And listen, 
the rushing, you can count rushing touchdowns if you want. That's fine. But it doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. Like, you can't win with your quarterback throwing for under 2,000 yards in a season. You can't do that. It's not possible. Not in today's, not in today's NFL, no. Right. And that's that's really what it comes down to. You know, you want to, listen, if we're playing in the 80s, you know, and we're, we were running a college offense, absolutely, we could run this type of offense. You can't do it in 2020 in the NFL. You just can't do it. And I think that's been proven over and over again. And look at Lamar Jackson is the perfect example. Lamar Jackson won MVP last year. Everyone's like, oh, my God, look at this guy. It's unbelievable. He's such an amazing runner. This. And it's like, no, no, no. Yeah, he can run. That's great. But if he can't throw the ball, they lose. It's that simple. And that's the Ravens and Lamar Jackson who won MVP last year. Cam is not that level. But it doesn't matter. If you can't throw, you lose. It. That's the way it goes, right? And so at the end of the day, you don't have a choice. You have to be able to throw the football. Even if you have a great rushing attack, the, the Niners made it to the Super Bowl last year because they had a great rushing attack, but they could also throw the ball. Like, so yes, you can, you, you, sure, you need to be able to run. Great. That's awesome. Still have to be able to throw. For sure. And you need to be able to make those big time throws and, and right. be able to at least have a competent passer. Like Jimmy G is the light in the world on fire. Doesn't have the arm strength, you know, turns the ball over a lot, makes some shaky throws, but he can make the easy throws that can complement a nice run game that they had. What were they running? Tevin Coleman, Raheem right. Mostert, mm-hmm. uh, Jeff Wilson, Juszczyk. Like they, and that offense is just so unbelievable. Shanahan is just a mastermind, so it right. works. Uh, but I think it's an interesting point. Now, where do they go from here, right? Um, I am still sold. <laughs> no, I, I shouldn't say sold, but I'm still um, debating whether or not. I, I, I guess part of me thinks they're going to bring back the same quarterback room. I just, I don't know. I can see them bringing Cam back for reasons that I mentioned, and I can also see them not bringing him back for other reasons I mentioned, basically his play on the field, right? Um, I don't think they'd take a quarterback in the first round, A, because I don't think anyone falls to them. Obviously, a lot can happen, right? A lot of hypotheticals. You can trade up. Someone can fall into their lap. Right now, where it stands in the mock drafts and where these guys are going, I don't think Lance gets to them. Justin Fields certainly won't. Zach Wilson certainly won't. And obviously Trevor Lawrence won't. So then you're in a field of Mac Jones, Kyle Trask, who's through three picks in his first four drives tonight on the Cotton Bowl. Trash. Trash. That it is. Sorry. I don't yeah. mean to dunk on him. Desmond Ritter. And there's some, you know, late round day three guys that are that are, you know, prospects. Something that you you drafted sit him for, a developmental guy. Maybe he can right. blossom in your system and he can develop into a starter in, in, in two to three years. So I think realistically, their only option is is a veteran again. And whether yep. that's Jimmy G, the Matthew Stafford pipe dream that I think is just so overblown. That's I don't okay. think that ever happens because of his cap hit and the cap space that we'll get into to retain guys. Mm-hmm. They very well could, Pat. They very well could bring right. back Newton Cinnamon. They have him duke it out again and, and they improve the offense. It's so weird. I don't know. I don't yeah. think they know. We talk about it all the time. It's, it's right. stressful. You're in a you're in a bad place in the NFL right now. You're and that's position. that's the thing, right? So Stiddy, look, Stidham's on con. Stidham's under contract, right? So like he's going to be back. So the, the question one. is, the question is whether Cam's going to be back or not. And I don't know. And, and again, we can go through the whole thing, but like Stafford's not going to happen. I think Jimmy G is the most likely scenario, to be honest with you. Belichick's always loved him. There's a 0% chance, a 0.0% chance that he's playing in San Francisco under that contract. And, now, there is a that's chance. That's what I'm saying. And remember, Kyle Shanahan was like, everyone was like, Jimmy's going back because Kyle Shanahan said, uh, I envision Jimmy as our starter. What the hell do you want him to say? He's in right. the middle of the season. What's I mean, that's now? the thing, right? You know, we're going to we're we're look, look elsewhere. $27 million or no, something stupid dude, like that. that makes, you know? They're going to be in a position that, to draft the guy. Right, and that also doesn't mean that that they won't bring him back, but they will cut him. He will be available, and so you know everyone will have a shot at him. Whether he comes here or not is is up for debate. You know, there's the Sam Donald pipe dream landing spot. Right, there's a there's a Sam Donald pipe dream. Right, where it's the Jets are going to have the number two pick, more than likely, unless they beat the Patriots and somehow end up at three. Either way, right, they they probably going to have the number two pick, and so if they have the number two pick, then you know, would they then consider moving on from a guy like Donald, similar to what uh, the Cardinals did with Josh Rosen? Obviously not the same they thing. But never, like ever, guy. ever. I guess it's the Jets, so I shouldn't say ever, ever. Trade him inside I mean, the division. Imagine. You can't imagine. Right? Like, I agree. Stupid. Like, the two is shit, too. Like, 
if they move on from him because they're going to pick three because they get the Houston pick. Um, you know, they obviously made the mistake with Herbert and to it looks like uh, right. at least right now there's, I just, there's no chance Donald's here unless he's released, but like, why would they do that? Because I think no, they would get a two, maybe a two, maybe, probably a three, four, three, five right. for him. I mean, the Patriots would have to, the Patriots would probably have to have to offer more and the Jets still probably wouldn't do it. But either way it's there. Eh, probably not going to happen, but it's there. Carson Wentz, like even if, even if they're offering Wish Carson me Wentz, with that, no chance. Because listen, if you want to give me Carson Wentz with no money, sure, like I'll take a shot. What the hell, right? He looked really good in 2017. Maybe he can reclaim some of that. But he's got like one of the worst contracts I've ever seen. So he's not coming here. So either way. But the thing is, is that regardless of who it is next year, it's all about trying to find that next guy, trying to build on what you're doing. And then what you have to do is you have to build your offense again. You can't sit there and say, we're going to run the ball every play. You can't do that. You can't. You're going to have to throw. The real issue is you're going to have to get some wide receivers. And listen, I talk about it every week. We talk about it every damn week. I know Nikhil. He's not a great player. I get it. But, like, what's the stat line look like if Cam hits him on that on that crossing route where he's wide open? What's the stat line look like if Cam doesn't get pressure and hits him down the so- down the right sideline when he, when he throws a double move on a guy and gets open? Like, what happens if if he catches some of those passes that are either thrown to him or not thrown to him where you know he's open and you know what if what if he finishes last game with 4 for 88 yards well now all of a sudden you're looking at it and saying well 1 for 3 sucks isn't it? well what if he catches that pass running across the middle breaks a tackle and picks up 25 yards like now people would people look at it differently i don't know i, I don't know but i'm just saying like yes let's you want to bury Nikhil, it's fine but like you got to give them the ball. You got to at least try. And that's the issue that I have is they just, they haven't tried. And listen, we talk about being spoiled, right? And we talk about being spoiled for the last 20 years of Brady. And that's a hundred percent true. But what you don't understand and what we forget for guys like me that are 36, it hasn't just been happening for 20 years. It's been happening for 27 years because we drafted blood. in 93. So from 1993, to 2019, when we were going into the season, at the start of the season, it was either Drew Bledsoe or Tom Brady that was our starting quarterback. And you're talking about, now, listen, we can debate about whether, you know, Bledsoe is an elite-level quarterback or something like that. But you're like, all famous. That's the best way to put right. it. Right. And, that's, and so, so, essentially, you're going into 27 straight years with zero concerns of the quarterback position. Now, of course, they get hurt every now and again. Like, whatever, right? Guys get hurt. They go down. Oh, wait, obviously happens. But, like, going into the season, you're looking at saying, all right, we're set at quarterback. What else do we need? This is the first year. 1992 was last year that happened. Let me tell you Let me tell you who the starting quarterbacks for the Patriots in 1992 were. Okay? The starting quarterbacks for the Patriots in 1992 uh, were, what the hell was it? I just wrote it down somewhere. Um, okay, here we go. Hugh Millen. Tom Hodson, Jeff Carlson, and Scott Zolak. And by the way, they all started at least two games. So, like, that was what your that was what your quarterback room looked like in 1992. Now you were 2-14, you got the number one pick, you drafted Drew Bloodsoe after that fiasco. This year, you've got nothing from your quarterback position, and you're not even going to be in position to draft a quarterback. So you're going to have to figure something else out. So it's been a long, long time since we've ever had to deal with it. Almost 30 years since we've had to deal with this, right? You look at the look at the Niners went from Montana to Young, and you're like, holy crap, that's unbelievable. That's not it wasn't a 25 year period. Even even uh, people hate him, and he wasn't elite. Jeff Garcia went to an NFC Championship game, right? right. And so that's the thing. So yeah, and so that's so that's some of the stuff where it's like we you know we've been and listen. We've been spoiled. We have been, right? And we talked about it for, we've been talking about it for years. Appreciate what you have. And we've been saying it, hey, you know, we're we're blessed and lucky to live in a time when Tom Brady played quarterback for the Patriots. Great. Absolutely. But you can't truly appreciate something until it's gone. You can't. So we didn't truly appreciate what we had. We couldn't because we had it. And then when we lost it, then we were like, oh my God, like this, this is terrible is awful right and and now our quarterback situation is worse probably than anyone in in the league but like you know you just you look around and say this is what other teams have dealt with 
for the last 30 years. And we haven't, you know, we, we haven't dealt with that. And that's something that, you know, is foreign to, to us and foreign to everyone else in, in past nation. We're going to get used to it. And that's something that we don't want to get used to. Bill Belichick doesn't want to be used to that either, but like, it's something that's like, Hey, you got to deal with it. And it's the way it goes. And in the NFL, these things happen. The fact it was an anomaly. The Patriots for going for 20, you know, 25, 27 straight years. Like, right? remember, Bloodsoe took him to a Super Bowl in 96. So, like, you know, you're talking about from 96 on, they had 10, 10 Super Bowl appearances from 1996 to 2019. It's pretty damn good, you know? And, you no, know, so speaking on that, too, to kind of wrap up our back end here, um, you know, with the cap space they have, and you, so what it's like 60 million they'll have projected if the caps between 180 and 185 right that's what they're projecting it at yeah right and now looking at their free agents you have some key guys that you want i want everybody wants them to keep for for the long haul because i think they're they're transitioning to from a leadership perspective you lost brady you lost van noy you lost um you know hightower chung cannon like those guys opted out. We don't know their futures, right? And and Gilmore, we don't know his future. So they're transitioning now. They need core guys that, you know, had a taste of towards the end of Brady's years and, and won a lot of games here. David Andrews, Joe Tooney's a free agent. Rex right. Burkhead, Adam Butler, Lawrence Guy, James White, um, obviously Cam Newton. J.C. Jackson. Uh, J.C. Jackson, right? So they have but... some guys um, that they'll need to pay. And that right. guys that you want to keep here with that 60 million. So how much do you give to retain your guys and how much do you have left to spend? I mean, it's great. Like I'm not complaining. They have a ton of cap space finally going into an off season. But yeah. I think a lot of that, maybe 60, 70% of that is to retain guys, which I'm okay with, but what do they do with the rest of it? Right. Do they go get a number one receiver? Do they draft one to, to extremely boost that room and really make that part of their offense better? And then look at the quarterback position and go, okay, we're going to build our defense. We're going to keep our guys here. We think the quarterback on our roster, whether that's Newton, Stidham, through the draft, can ex- succeed now with us improving other areas of the offense, if that makes sense. No, 100%. And that's and listen, everyone talks about Allen Robinson and this guy and that guy, and oh my God, they should get a number one guy. And this, How many times they had a number one receiver? Like a real, true number one receiver. But they, we talked about it earlier. They need one now. This is right. when they need one. And so that's so that's the yeah, argument, Brady. right? Right. So you don't have the quarterback now; you need the guy, right? But you know, if if the guy's going to play in your system, I don't know. It, it's an interesting conversation, and I'm not sure where to go. I think the two the two guys that I'm most interested in are Stephon Gilmore and Tooney, because the thing with Gilmore is that you got to remember now they took money from Gilmore's contract next year and put it and tacked it onto this year. So he's, he's playing for like right now he's in the books for like 6 million, which he's never going to play for that. So then the question becomes, okay, well, what are they going to do with that contract? Are they going to give him an extension and then give him a, a bump? Are they going to try to trade him? Like, what are they going to do? So Gilmore is going to have to, that's going to have to give. And then Tooney is the other question because he made $14 million this year, right? Is he going to be willing to sign for less than that in a long-term deal, right? Less, average annual or are they going to look at going to look at it and say okay on Wayne's a player like a player and Marcus Cannon's gone you're going to get that 9 million whether he retires or they cut him he's not coming back next year he's done so are you going to you know slide Heron into that right tackle spot who has looked okay uh hasn't i mean he hasn't played like on Wayne but he's looked pretty good he's looked, he looked like he can play and so you know you you put Heron in the right tackle spot you you bump on Wienu down to the right guard spot, and now you're looking at it, feeling pretty good, feeling pretty confident about your offensive line. They have to bring David Andrews back. They don't have a choice. They don't. They do not have a choice. You cannot lose David Andrews, so he's coming back 100, percent no matter what. Um, you pretty much at this point just pay him whatever he wants. And and I don't, I you know he's a center, so he's not going to get a ton of money, but like he has to come back. So I I you know the Tooney question is interesting. Like, are they going to pay him or are they going to say, hey, we love you? But like it is what it is, and we get a third round pick next year for you, and, and then we, and then you move on, you know, and and you go from there. And that's that's those are the two really interesting questions for me. Is what are you going to do with those two guys? You know, are you going to trade Stephon Gilmore? I mean, shoot, listen, follow me down a rabbit hole for just a second, okay? Follow me down a rabbit hole for just a second. The Houston Texans suck. They're going to get a top five pick. However, 
No, they're not. Miami has it. Uh-huh. Okay. Miami okay. Sorry. has a top five pick. Miami has a, a good quarterback. They have ties to the Patriots. They are an up-and-coming team. They could use a guy like, say, a Stephon Gilmore. What if the Patriots, fall me down the crazy rabbit hole here, what if the Patriots package Stephon Gilmore with one or two other pieces and trade for that top five pick and go draft the quarterback that they want in the top five? Insanity. Complete insanity. Probably would never happen. The Dolphins may not let it happen. But if you're the Dolphins and the Patriots are offering you Gilmore, you know, and, and you know, assuming you can negotiate with Gilmore, right? Your Gilmore, 14th, your 14th pick. Maybe 14. That might be steep, but maybe. Okay, sure. Gilmore and 14. I mean, you got to really consider that. Deal. In like a, you know, a three or a four. And something, yeah. yeah. Three or four or three next year or something like that. Like, you got to really think about that deal because from a Dolphins perspective, you get a first-round pick back from the Patriots. You still got two first-round picks this year. You get a, a legit number one shutdown cornerback. Who's proven he can play in the AFC East his whole career. <laughs> right, right. And and you say, okay, yeah, he's 30, but he's not that old. And then you go from there and you pair him with Byron Jones, like, hello. All of a sudden now you got the best secondary in the you know, in the AFC East and you know, and you're and now you're competing. And so again, is that crazy? It's way out there. Of course it is. But that's an example of a team that isn't a top five team that gets a top five pick that could then trade out. So anyways, down a rabbit hole. But but the point is, is that the idea is that oh, they I, could I gonna, package it. Gonna, the, Miami's going to get a lot of calls on that pick. They got a oh, quarterback. Yeah. They're not going right. to. Beeflo's been sticking by Tua no matter what. So yeah. I, they're not moving on from him. They might. They, there might be. You know, some feelers out there, media running with, oh, they're they're you know throwing to his name out there just to get callers on that pick, right? right. I don't think they move on, but they're going to get people that need to get into that top five: Washington, New England, uh, San Fran, maybe, right? Carolina teams that really want that number three quarterback, whether that's Wilson or Fields, right? Hey, I mean, it's a division rival. You have to factor that into it, but you have something there, you know. Like, I like I don't know if that's the specific deal, right? But oh no, of course, right? But that's they're going to get a ton of calls on that pick because they are a top five. I mean, they're a top six team in the AFC right now, right? They technically could use an overhaul of picks, get a first, maybe another first, maybe a second, a third here and there, and just load up on picks and still get a good player at that slot wherever they're going to trade back from five, six slots. So they're going to get calls. No, and that's the thing. So anyway, so. You know, there are certainly ways that they can where they can go. And it's gonna be a really fascinating offseason to see what the Patriots do and see where they go. And and listen, not just the draft, and we're gonna get we're gonna get way deep into the draft. But you like, you know, too, yeah, not to cut you off, Belichick's excited for this offseason. Louis oh, yeah. Lewis Riddick made a comment on Monday Night Football. I think it was on OMF. Belichick said basically uh, I'm paraphrasing, but the team you see now isn't the team you'll see next year, which makes right. me think he's, and I'm reading the book and he looked at the season in 06 when they just didn't have enough. What do you do? Went out, got Randy Moss, went out, got Wes Welker. Wes Welker. Sayow too, right? Defensive. Did he go get Sayow that year? I think, was Sayow was, I think Sayow was Sayow on the team in 06. He may not have been. So yeah, he might've gotten out. I know Sayow was on the team in 07. Overhaul, right? right? Dante Stallworth, they bring in everyone. Like they brought in everyone that year. And that was, it you know, like that type of they paid a Dayless Thomas. Like they, you know, they went all in that year. And that's, and that's so, that could absolutely be happening. Also, you know, recording on Wednesday here, his Wednesday interview, man, his interview today, he was very candid talking about players, young guys. This guy's a player. This guy's going to be a good asset for us. Like we, you know, we kind of got him in some different situations, see what he can do. There's questions about on Wayne, whether he can be a guard or a tackle. So we got to see like, he was very candid about about the players and the, specifically the young guys, and I think that you have some talent here. And again, I've been saying it. I've been saying it all year long. And people focus on the skill position. They focus on the wide receiver, and they say, oh, "You know, your wide receivers suck." And so, therefore, Belichick sucks at drafting. And it's like, well, fine, but like he drafts everyone. Like everyone else is good. <laughs> like the wide receivers suck, but like everyone else, like the O line is dominant. All draft picks, like. The D line is good, like a few, you know, few draft picks and, and you know, and uh, and some undrafted guys. 
The secondary is unbelievable. Running back, too. I mean, say what you want about Sonny Michelle. He ran you to a Super Bowl title. Damian Harris, James White, J.J. Taylor looks. He spoke on him today. Yep. Uh, that, that could be a player there. Um, yep. So yeah, Running how, backs don't matter. Right? But, it's funny like, how you can draft them. there's not as many Sony haters out there. I, I've been looking for the Sony haters the last few weeks. I've been looking for them. I've been looking all over for them, but... I have yeah, really Damien Harris RB one, bro. He's RB one. Oh, you know, hundred percent, absolutely hundred percent, and I agree with that. But Sony's ran the ball pretty damn well the last hey, few weeks. If you can, if he can run like that, and you can get a good two back mix with those two back there, you got it. You got something. I all mean, right. da- we know what Damien Harris is now. I mean, he's done. He's proven it all year. That you got yeah. a player there. You got a future three down back, and you can sprinkle Sony in. And if Damien seems to have some injury history, it might be unlucky. I know it's it's football, and, and things happen. You get kind of the short end of the stick sometimes. Right. You got a proven guy when healthy. He, I mean, Sony looked thinner, more elusive, uh, was hitting holes hard, kind of like his rookie year. If you have a guy like that that can come in and take some of the load off Damien, ten to fifteen carries a night, and if he goes down, can be an RB one. You're in a good situation there. Right. Yeah, and that's and even even if it's honestly, even if it's just to trade him, you know what I mean? Like, and not that you're going to get much because he's running back. Running backs don't, you know, people don't pay running backs. But either way, you know, that's 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 the idea. But you know, there's there's so much there's so much to look at. And look, I, I'm I probably lean closer to you than than I would to like one year. But like, there's some talent on this roster. There really is some talent on this roster. And again. Look back at the 2000 team and then look at the at the 01 team and look at what Belichick did and how now he was changing the culture a little bit. So it was a little bit different, right? He brought in a ton of veterans and and changed the culture and everything else. And that that free agent class will never be topped ever in the history of sports will never be topped. It's the best free agent class. Like I said, probably in sports history. Uh, it's just unbelievable what they did, uh, you know, and, Pfeiffer, and right? not say that again. Was it Pfeiffer. Roman Pfeiffer. Yeah, so Hayes. Roman Pfeiffer, Mike Vrabel, uh, Bobby Hamilton. Uh, no, was it Izzo? No, was Izzo was already it? here. Um, it was uh, what the hell um, was the kid's name? Uh, David Patton. Like it was just everyone. Like anyone that was like a contributor was signed that year. It was unbelievable. They just hit on every single one of them, and then they drafted Richard Seymour at six. Pretty good player. Uh, and then they drafted Matt Light in the second round. So they just hit on every single thing they did the offseason in 01. And that, of course, you know, propelled them to the Super Bowl, you know, obviously with Brady's help, you know. And so it, it's just one of those fascinating things where you look at it and just say, like, he was able to do that one year. Is he going to be able to do it one year here? Probably not. Probably not. Because you don't have Tom Brady on the roster, even 2001 Tom Brady. But could you get to a 10 and 16, a 9 and 7, 10 and 16 that's actually like a competitive team? And listen, does that mean you're going to win the Super Bowl? No, but that means you're not losing by 40 on friggin' Monday Night Football. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I, I mean, it, it's possible. You're being positive. You're being a little too positive for me. I still think it's a it's an operation here. Yeah. Uh, but like I said, it's hard to get much worse than what you had this year. That's right. And That's it, it you know? sucks because they're in that situation this year where you won too many games that you fall out of the quarterback sweepstakes. It's like that's the right. one area this year that's frustrating. It's like you sucked but you didn't suck enough to get a quarterback, which is probably your greatest need right, right. now, which is, right. that's just, that's why well, I will sucks. say though, I will say if you end up somewhere in that like 12 to 15 range, like there are guys like, and, and not the quarterback's not a great need because it is, but like, if you're able to get a guy like Micah Parsons, I mean, you need off the ball speed and a, you know, balls, and athleticism yeah. at linebacker. Like, a guy and, like that would be unbelievable for the receiver. You're, you're you're drafting a receiver that would instantly become your right. your number one. Uh, whether and that's, that's Devontae right. Smith, Jamar Chase, Jalen Waddle, and another thing too, like all these mock drafts and mock receivers in the top ten, and certainly could happen. It's happened before, right? Right. Last year's receiving class will probably go down as one of the best ever. Look at the first round: Judy, Henry Ruggs, Justin Jefferson, Brandon Ayuk, Jalen Rigor, who didn't do well. T. Higgins was the first pick in the second round, right? Of those five wide receivers, they went from 11 to 22. They'll was have Judy a chance. Oh, Judy was 11? I thought he was 10. No, Ruggs was way. 11. Ruggs was the first oh, one. Ruggs was 11. Oh, and then easy, it went right? Judy, uh, Ayuk, Rigor, Jefferson. Um, 
Dude, so all like, those guys are taken before Jefferson. Jeez, dude. 11, yeah, Jefferson was, and I we were so high on him coming out. Oh, I mean, God. I I had Judy and Rugs ahead of him, but I thought that kid's a player. And remember Jamar Chase because Justin Jefferson's that good. Jamar Chase was the best receiver on that team and the best receiver in the country last year. So that kid's a player. I know he hasn't played all year. The opt out, whether you take stock in that or not, but like I said, they'll, they'll they have a chance to draft an elite wide receiver at that spot, right. which they've right. never been in the spot in twenty years, or they yeah. have before, right? Mayo and like, you know, they're going to take they're going to take a defensive player. You know, they're going to take a defensive whatever. player, like, some sort of edge, a guy, or whatever, so Russo or someone like that. Yeah, but that's I'm, it. I mean, like, I'm like, okay with that. Yeah, you know, but it's interesting. It's it, look. We're going to get into the whole offseason talk and we're going to spend, I mean, I'm, I'm so excited this offseason to spend, you know, breaking down prospects and like looking at positions and we're already talking to draft guys and having them come on. Like, I, like we're, I'm just so ready for that because like, this is it. Like, you know, especially after a season like this, like this is what you live for is the offseason and talking about these guys. And, and last year, last year we broke down first, first show. We said they need a safety. We're going safeties first. And then who did we do? We did Kyle Duggar. And, you know, we hit it. We hit, we, you know, I so we'll to, see. I have to go back. I mean, we did wide receiver pretty early on. We knew they needed him. They didn't take any. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. But I think that'll be changed this year, whether that's, I think the best situation there is draft one early and, and sign one. Sign a proven guy who can get you 50, 60 catches at least. Right. And we'll see. But I think that that's, I agree. So, but man, it's uh, we'll see what happens. But dude, so one thing we didn't talk about, and then I think we're gonna get off. But uh, one thing we didn't talk about was my uh, my six seconds of fame on ESPN. Oh, and dude, I was I every time I kept saying I gotta I gotta look for Pat. I gotta look for Pat. I gotta look for Pat. Yeah, yeah. And I'd forget, like I'd not forget, but like I'm like shit, yeah. did I miss it? You know, I'd take my phone like my head off the screen because those things are quick. I mean, you said yeah. six seconds. It's like you look at your phone, swipe right, like swipe up on Twitter, and yeah. like. One time, they showed swipe right, man. no, swipe, no, no, <laughs> <laughs> way past those days, way past those days. You know what I'm saying? Um, but yeah, like I, I picked my head up once, and I was like, shit, did I miss it? But it was the Bills, um, and yeah. then I did catch you, but it was already out there because my parents have Fubo TV, and I'm like three plays behind everyone. So, bro, it was just like you know. So here's the thing with ESPN, right? And the, so I was on the, uh, for those of you who don't know, I was on the fan mosaic on Monday night. And so the fan mosaic is, you know, they got, we have about 12 fans in a, in a chat and we're just on, we're watching the game on Microsoft teams. And then they have us cheer. And what they do is, is that when a good play happens or like, you know, a touchdown or a scoring play happens, they show like the fan mosaic and the fans kind of going nuts and whatever. And it's basically live. Uh, for the most part, it's not a hundred percent live. It's like taped. Could you could you talk before whatever? Could you oh, talk? Yeah, we were chatting. We were chatting the whole time. It was great. We we're doing oh. trivia and shit. It was fun. Matter of fact, Kevin Falk came on uh, towards the end of the first half. So me and him kept. Did he Kevin and I go way back? Oh yeah. yeah, Kevin and I go way back, and we we're chatting about uh, chatting about basketball. I used to play ball with Kevin, so with uh, with Kevin, so we we go way back talking about all different things and this and that and uh, you know whatever, all sorts of different stuff. So. Uh, but he's a great guy, dude. He's a great guy. So anyway, so, um, but you know, so they, they record us and we're like, all right, they kicked the field goal first drive. I'm like, Hey, we scored like, let's go. So we're all cheering and this and that and everything. And I'm like front and center. I'm like, this is great. Like I'm going to be on, then they don't show us. And I'm like, dude, listen, man, we're not going to score much here. Like you got to get us on the freaking TV, man. You know what I mean? So then they score a touchdown and I'm like, all right, this is it. Like they have to put us on here. The Bills had at that point had scored twice. They had been on twice. I'm like, so you got to put the Patriots fans on here now because like in the back of my head, I'm thinking we might not score again. So like, you got to get us on here. You know what I mean? They didn't put us on again. And I'm like, oh no, like this is, this is not going to be good. And so of course, like they keep going to, and the guy, the Patriots, the guy from the Patriots is like, dude, I'm so sorry. Like he's telling all us, he's like, I'm so sorry. Like I'm trying, but like, there's nothing I could do. Like it, it's completely up to the league and the NFL, uh, the league and ESPN, like, and we just have no control over it. So anyway, so we're in there, this and that, and then they finally are like, okay, like we're going to do it. And it was like late in the fourth quarter, they're getting blown out and they finally show us. And I'm like, but what are we going to do? We're cheering and stuff still. But I was like, man, like what? And for I lucked out. I just happened to be on the first one. There was like four or five people in in the chat with us that never even got on. That stayed on this thing, watched the watched the the game on their laptop the whole night, 
sat in front of the computer screen, stayed on on camera the whole time, and didn't even get one second of airtime. And it's like I've so I feel bad for those people, but what are you gonna do? You know, it's just it is what it is. And uh, oh, that was cool. It was, it was a fun did experience. You watch, did you watch it like the ESPN bros, uh, broadcast, or did you have like an all twenty two version? Sure. Or? So we had no, we had the ESPN broadcast, but it was like the it was it was the like the van broadcast. So we're seeing we were like thirty seconds ahead of everyone else. So we were like a, a full play ahead of everyone else, pretty much, which was kind of cool. So what I did is I had ESPN on the on the TV in, uh, in front of me muted. And so, you know, I'm watching it on the, on the, on the, uh, on the computer, you know, smaller screen, obviously. So I was like, okay, what I'll do is I watch that and we're just kind of going back and forth talking. And then if like, there's a play I wanted to see, I could just look at the computer screen, I look at the TV and then, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm still on, you know what I mean? So, which is good. So were people like uh, crushing beers too. And like, no, 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 it was like a people. I mean, we had fun with it, man. People, there was like, um, the guy that did it was a really nice guy. And he's like, you know, host trivia at some, at some different places. So he had like a bunch of trivia questions and he's going through asking like, not even Patriots trivia questions, just like, you know, going through asking trivia questions and stuff, which it was cool. It was fun, you know? And he gave the podcast a shout out, which is pretty cool. He was talking about, he's like, Oh, you know, Pat writes for Pat's pulpit and this and that. And, you know, host a podcast and stuff. And I was like, hey, that's yeah, cool. Pretty cool. You know? So it was, know. it was, we'll cool. get a few more listeners. <laughs> hey, you never know. You never know. You know what I mean? So, but it was fun. And, and you know, at the end of the day, we got on TV. It sucked that they got freaking blown out so bad, but it is what it is. You know, what are you going to do? And and that's that's life, man. And like I said, man, it's we appreciate what we had, appreciate what you had, and we look at it and just say, move on the next year. And look, the Jets are this weekend. Like, the Jets. Whatever, dude. Win, don't win. I don't care. Like, look, and this is the one thing I'll say before, before we finish, the one thing I'll say. My argument for Stidham playing, is very simple. And Bill said, you know, on, on what, uh, Dalen Keefe or no, not Dalen Keefe, OMF, like we're not going to learn too much from him playing, which I think is, which I think is BS, but either way, the one play that they had, the longest play of the game, 22 yard passes to Corey Myers, Stidham's in the gun. He steps up, he calls out, he audibles the play, calls out, changes the protection, changes the play. Sends Jacoby across the middle. He's wide open in the middle of the field. He hits him in the middle in stride. And listen, it's like a four-yard pass, like a like a seven-yard pass. So it was an easy throw, but he hits him in stride and and gives him you know gives him a running lane and he picks up twenty-two yards. That's the type of play that you can't see in practice. You can't see that in practice. That's in a game. That's what you want to be able to see. He read it perfectly and made the throw. And so, like, yeah, maybe he's not a perfect quarterback. Maybe he's not even good. I don't know. But that's the point. We don't know because we haven't seen it. And what we've seen hasn't been good. But remember now, every time he goes in, they're getting blown out. Right? And so what happens when you're getting blown out? Well, the offer the defense says, huh, we're going to send five guys at you going 100 miles an hour because you're not running. We know you're not running. So we're going to pin our ears back and come after you. And then he's got no time in the pocket. He gets a little skittish because he's a young kid. And so, like, it is what it is. If you give him a full week, maybe he has a chance. And maybe he doesn't. I don't know. But, like, at least give the kid a shot. Yeah. I, and, you know, I uh, just. We've been talking about it's, like, one more week. I Whatever. You know, maybe. Yeah. Hopefully he gets a chance next year. I'll, I'll always be a huge fan of him. And I know you will, too. Um, we'll you see. Know, we'll see what happens. Like I said, I think we'll know pretty early. Uh, the quarterback uh, situation, what they're going to do, whether that's through free agency or early on in the draft, we'll know. We'll know soon we, within right. the next few months where they I feel agree. on him, where they feel on Cam, who 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 has like you know the the upper leg on on winning the job next year. We'll know soon. Thank God. I can't I take know. it anymore. Why? Well, I, I really um, think it's going to be free agency. I really do. You know, because because if you're depending on someone dropping the fifteen or wherever they're going to pick thirteen, wherever it is that they draft, uh, you know, they end up drafting. If you're relying on a guy dropping to there, then you're then you're saying, all right, we're okay going into the season with Stidham. That's what you're saying. Now, maybe they're going to maneuver and try to move up in the draft to draft someone, but if you don't sign a guy in free agency, you're looking at it saying, okay, we're cool with, you know, assuming they don't bring back Cam, we're cool with, with Stidham starting. If a guy drops and we love him, sure, we'll take him. But if he doesn't, we'll start Cam. We'll, we'll start Stidham this year. And, and I think that that's, Free agency is going to be my test. And again, maybe they trade up, but like that's going to be not, my thing. Yeah, you know? not out of the question. Any, anything's on the table right now. That's no it. Knows. I don't even know if they and, know. 
And that's why this offseason so in- I mean this this season sucked. But like this offseason is so fascinating because there's a million different ways they can go. And so, you know, that's kind of the one thing that I'm looking at where I'm like, okay, this could be a really exciting offseason where they're doing a million different things, they're bringing in a bunch of different guys, and we're excited about the guys that they're bringing in. And by the way, don't forget now, the guys they brought in this year, they played pretty damn well. Adrian Phillips has been playing well. Brandon Coleman looked pretty good until he got hurt. Demir Bird's played well. Like, they brought in some guys that have that have been impact players for this team, you know, in, in 2020. Um, you know, and it doesn't seem like it because, you know, whatever. But like those guys have helped quite a bit. I mean, if you didn't have Adrian Phillips back there at linebacker, you'd have nobody. You at this point literally have nobody back there. You know, and so like he's been doing his best back there. He's been playing pretty well. So yeah, like he's playing out of slot and doing a good job. Right, right. exactly. So, uh, but anyways, all right, we've been. No, like that. If people don't remember, we obviously played only one, one week longer than we are this year with Wildcard right. Weekend. We're gonna take a little break. We'll probably hear from us in a few weeks. We're gonna kind of well, get we'll, off. We'll be back next year. I think we'll be back next week, right? We'll, we'll be back be next week. After I don't me, man. I don't what care. Hell yeah. Um, but anyways, I guess a, a little peek into the future. We'll we'll probably take a week or two yep. uh, off once the season's over. Kind of get our off season plan in there. Get some cool. Obviously, some draft uh, guys coming on that we've had on last year. We'll probably try to get some newer guys, break down a positional group, free agency, like we talked about. It's going to be interesting, and and I'm I'm happy to dive into it. It's going to be fun. Yeah, for sure. And what I, what we're working on too is like not just obviously the draft stuff, but then also, um, you know, what we'd like to do as well is like have something else going on every week. So and maybe not even every week, maybe even every other week, depending on what it is, but you know, different types of, and we've talked about, we've done this before, like drafts or top tens or like moments or like whatever. So, um, you know, just some fun things that we can do during the off season because it's a long stretch. It's a long stretch. Um, but you know, I figure if we can do some fun things out there, keep you guys entertained and, uh, and get you through those tough months, man, those months are tough, man, especially with no Patriots football that January, February, March is really challenging with weather sucks up here. There's no football. You got to watch another team, you know, lift the trophy again. Last Probably going to be a team we hate again. It's like, God damn it. You know what I mean? We deserve so, it. 20 years, Pat. You know it. That's it. That's it. Coming so, down to bite us now. Anyways, guys, well, thank you. We appreciate it. And uh, thanks for listening. And we'll talk to you. We'll talk to you next week.